Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host from Ref District and full press coverage. And of course, right here on FGT, it's What's up, Trev? How's it going? Oh, man, it's been a hot minute, but I'm good, man. How are you? How are you? I'm doing really well, my friend. Doing really well. I know you've been underwater. Um, yeah. You got all the stuff going on with all the graduations, which is always, as I say, fantastic news. And I always say everybody in the area want to go check it out. Go check out Skybar or Trev because he'll mix you up something. He'll mix you up something, for sure. Uh, so, hey, Trev, I got to... Talking about catching up. I mean, it has been like a month since we've had a podcast, uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. <laughs> so, and so much has happened between the last podcast and this. We're looking forward to the draft. We're looking forward to the schedule drop, and we got all of that. So yeah. Tons of things to talk about today. It's amazing, right? It is amazing. I, 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 I hate when there's nothing to do when there's no football on, so it's kind of sad that we have to look forward to a schedule release. <laughs> like, I just, hey, it's football, baby, so I'm happy about it. Well, you know, if you wanted to watch football, um, the XFL actually had their yeah. championship game last night. <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's really sad about it? I don't even know who won that. Played in it. Arlington <laughs> Renegade beat the DC Defenders. That's what I know. So. Oh, bummer, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't even know the DC Defenders in it. So, you know, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. You actually care. <laughs> and, and of course, there's the USFL. That's also going on right now. Um, for that's worth. So, there's that. But, uh, hey, schedule drop, more fun. Hey, speaking of catching up, and I, and I promised you I was going to say this because I know I've mentioned Cocaine Bear last time, and it's been a month, <laughs> and you have not found time to watch this movie. It's like an hour and a half, dude. I know you have an hour and a half to chill out watching a bear just you know, popped up on cocaine going nuts. <laughs> I, mean, I, might, I might do that tonight because I have nothing else yeah. to do today, so why not? No, oh, see now you're talking, man. See, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I have a positive influence on your life. That's what I'm yeah. here for. So. <laughs> it is great. Yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. All right. I look forward to that, everybody. Next episode, Token Bear in more detail. <laughs> but that being, we got so much to talk about today because, like I said, we have that draft which we were talking about for months moving up to that, and we got, of course, the schedule drops. Let's get rolling. All right, there's been tons of talk down the NFL draft. Of course, we talked a lot about breaking down all the individual positions prior to the draft. So now that it's all over, let's just go high level here. Give me uh, two folks that you think were, in your opinion at least, best draft picks in the entire draft. doesn't have to be first round, second round. doesn't matter where, he, where they were selected. Just two picks you thought were a pretty good selection for the team that selected them and where they selected them. Uh, well, I'm going to start with Jameer Gibbs, Detroit Lions. I think at pick 12, I think it's what it was. Um, mm-hmm. first, first running back off the board, which surprised a lot of people. 
Also, yep. you heard rumblings about, well, they shipped off uh, Jamal Williams to New Orleans, which was a surprising move. And yep. then then there were rumblings about shopping DeAndre Swift, and then they jumped right in at 12 and, and draft Jameer Gibbs, who was a, it's a very good, very, very good running back. I didn't think he was number 12 worthy, but, hey, surprise pick, and it, and, he, and it replaces exactly who they let go in the offseason. So that's a great pick. And then I'm going to yeah, go with that. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that, that – so let me just chime in on Gibbs because, you know, uh, obviously Alabama knows running back. So, right. you know, that's something that you uh, – you're going to invest high. That's a good investment, I think. It was shocking to me, though. What do you think about that, you know, Beyond Robinson versus uh, Jameer Gibbs? I know there was a lot of talk, and we talked about it as well prior to the draft. But, you know, given that this is the Detroit Lions, you think that uh, Jameer Gibbs' skill set is better suited – Detroit Lions, or do you think that this was just one of those things where they're maybe reached a little bit? No, I think they might have maybe reached a tiny bit just from where they drafted them at, but hey, mm-hmm. best player available, that's who they want, that's their guy, you go get them. So, yeah. and like I said, he replaces uh, the two missing pieces out of the backfield, so, and with, with similar skill sets that they had, too. So I think it's a great pickup for Detroit. You know, they were this close to making the playoffs last year. Dan Campbell's got something cooking over there, and he's oh, yeah. He ain't backing down from anything. He's going to be aggressive and get what he wants. So, Jameer Gibbs at 12. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to me, though, because we talked about this a couple times, and that is the fact that, um, you know, with regard to the Detroit Lions, they were so good on offense in the back end of the season, but they were so bad on defense. So, like, spending a first-round draft pick on more offense and getting rid Mm -hmm. of perfectly good offensive components seems like a luxury to me. Yeah, right. Obviously, if you're going to invest in somebody like an Alabama running back is the guy to go. So you said Dalton Kincaid is your other guy. Tell me yeah. about that. Um, I'm surprised because, you know, the Packers let him go, let him slide by him. They selected uh, Luke uh, Musgrave or whatever. Luke, no, Luke Van Ness from Iowa, mm-hmm. defensive end. Mm-hmm. And I for sure thought they were going to go after Dalton Kincaid or a pass catcher with their first pick because, you know, they got Jordan Love. They want to get somebody to, grow, to be young and grow with them as well. And they passed on him, and then surprisingly, the Buffalo Bills traded up to go get Dalton Kincaid, which I thought was like, wow, okay, Buffalo's yeah. not playing around either. Maybe, yeah. you know, they're, they're always a really good regular season team, Super Bowl pick in early season, but never seemed to get there. Um, but they were sure that they mean business this year, that they're going to do everything they can to get to the Super Bowl. I think that was great trading up to get Dalton Kincaid, who also, because Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys were targeting Dalton Kincaid, I think yeah. they had a pick, and the Bills leaped them to go get their pick, which made me even more happy. So, but hey, <laughs> that was cool. Good move. Well, definitely, you know, it's interesting to me, and we'll talk more about this when we talk about the schedule drop, but the AFC East is just looking stacked like nobody's Ooh. business right now. I mean, it has just got to be – it's killer right there. And um, this is a huge pickup for them because if this becomes like their version – of a Gronkowski, you know, their version of a go-to move tight end who can really open things up for them in the middle. They're, Kel- they're Travis Kelce, you know. They're, I think that this could be a real – this could be a, a serious impact. I mean, we already know how dangerous their guys are on the outside, including Stephon Diggs, and I can only imagine what it would be like if defenses have to key down low in the middle as well. Uh, exactly. So, geez. What what a, what an interesting pick, great pick, and obviously looking forward. So the two guys I had in mind are also uh, the people who 
and this is not going to be any surprise to anybody, but my number one has got to be, and we're going back to Detroit Lions, Hendon Hooker, who ended up mm-hmm. selecting in round three, pick five. I, I thought a lot of teams could have benefited, and we were all in on Hendon Hooker beforehand. I think sure. that in our podcast previously, that if he did not have an injury last year, he might have been the number one overall pick this oh, year. For sure. I mean, for he has sure. a skill set. I mean, obviously, he has the, he has the legs. He has the accuracy. I mean, he has the uh, IQ, as far as we can tell, on the uh, college football. Um, just the injury held him back. And the Lions don't need him right away. They got Jared Goff, perfectly serviceable, did quite well last year. Might be the franchise quarterback. I, I don't think he will be, but he might be. So taking Hinden Hooker here gives him a time to recover, to learn from Jared Goff, and to learn assist, learn in that system, get fit in. And then a year later, like most places who should be using their, their uh, you know, rookie quarterback that way, let him learn for a year, uh, he actually gets a chance to slot in there and compete with Jared Goff for that starting position. I think this is fabulous. I love this pick uh, a thousand times over. What do you think? Yeah, I love the pick, too. I thought it was a pretty interesting pick, too, because uh, you heard some rumblings that they were maybe possibly going to extend Jared Goff this, coming up this season or next year. So it was like that. But then they go and make a move and get a quarterback who could possibly become their franchise quarterback in the third round. So it's like, maybe they don't want to extend Jared Goff. Maybe they do believe in him and Hooker. But it's going to be like uh, Dan Campbell said, it's going to be a red shirt year for him to get recovery right. and healthy. So yeah, that's just a very interesting pick, but I'm happy for him. Because if, I mean, if he does end up being a franchise quarterback, man, Detroit's going to be exciting to watch right. on TV. I tell you what. I agree. I agree. Yeah. First case scenario is that in this next year, Goff proves that he's a man and then Hunden Hooker and up being one of the best backups you could possibly ask for, or maybe you know the next quarterback down like the you know the Jordan Love or the Aaron Rodgers years yep. down the line they trade off and they have Hendon Hooker in the wings. I mean, it's brilliant in terms of planning ahead. Uh, I think great value there for Hendon Hooker. Another one sure. now is a little bit more controversial. So this is Will Levis who had that ridiculous slide in the first round, and, and we all thought that was going to happen. I, I mean, I didn't think I, I wasn't 100 percent sure Will. We selected in the first round, and in our uh, football garbage time mock draft, we actually had predicted Will Levis would slide to the mid part of the second round. So in real life, he slid to the second round, and the Tennessee Titans traded eight spots of Arizona to pick him at number 33 overall, which I thought was interesting. So from the value perspective, I like it, but from a new perspective, I, I'm a little bit I, I question it a little bit because they got obviously Brian Tannehill still there. And they picked Malik Willis last year, who everyone was talking as a possible first-round pick who just needed time to season. He's seasoned now by a year, and he might be their go-to guy. But why trade up and get a guy in the second round? You know, I mean, you got all these starting starting quarterbacks, unless you plan to get Ryan Tannehill. And I think mm-hmm. that's what this signals to me is that Tannehill's days in, in Tennessee are numbered. It's going to be the Malik Willis and Will Levis show, and they will – for that starting position. What do you think about this pick of Will Levis by the Tennessee Titans and trading up eight spots to get him in the round? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on what you said about Tannehill might be counting his last days there and that it's going to be duke it out between Malik Willis and Will Levis. Um, very interesting pick because, like you said, they just drafted Willis last year to probably be the predecessor of uh, or the successor of Ryan Tannehill. Then they go get another young stud at quarterback, trade up to go get him too. I don't know if they felt bad because he's in the green room and by himself at the end of round one. And they just to <laughs> I, I didn't feel it. bad. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just an interesting pick. Um, 
Very interesting. I do think Ten Hill's days are numbered there. This is going to be. I think Will Levis will be in the starting lineup uh, by the midseason, depending on how the season starts. If they start one and five, one and six, I look to Mike Vrabel going to Will Levis in the hot minute and and finishing out the season. It just sucks to be Malik Willis though, because like you said, he was talking about being a first round pick possibly last year, and he slid all the way down to where he got drafted, and then. He got seasoned last year, but he kind of got a, a, a bad hand because they had no receivers. So he was throwing to literally nobody, and he had no offensive line, so he was running for his life. So it looked like he had a bad rookie year. But they're just kind of like pushing him to the side, and it's all the Will Levis show. So we'll see what happens. It's a very interesting what's going on in Tennessee. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I, I think very, very interesting indeed. Um, so with that said, obviously so much more to talk about. And the, the fact of the matter is that we will not know – how that all plays out until we actually get to the regular season at all. But we certainly have a lot of great narratives here to kind of follow as we move on into the regular season, into the preseason really, and seeing how these teams really position themselves. But great draft picks there. Fun drafts, don't you think? Lots of trades. Oh, yeah, that was super exciting. It was a very entertaining draft. I liked it. It was one of the few drafts that I actually, I, mean, I watched from the beginning and didn't feel bad about watching it. Sometimes you're like, okay, <laughs> what right. about doing here? You know, I mean, but, but I'm doing this just because I want to just have, I just, I, I have to. This was actually a lot of fun. I thought there was a lot of fun to be had in this one. Um, and it's unfortunate that there's always one guy who slides. It's just like so awkward to have him up there. And you're like, oh my God. And this year they only, mm-hmm. they only invited 17 guys to show up because they didn't want to slide. Uh, but I want anyway. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, end of that, let's move on to the next topic. Let's talk about that schedule release. So some interesting scheduling going on here. Obviously, a lot of teams that didn't have primetime games now have primetime spots all over the place. Um, and, of course, we have uh, for the first time, uh, the, we have five international games. We have, you know, the, the, a great number of those. We have a ridiculous number of good matchups on Thursday night football, which we've never had for a long time, Thursday night football was throwing away football. We have football now on Black Friday, and we have, uh, you know, a lot of football to watch on Christmas as well. So tons of things here going on in terms of scheduling, uh, lots of fun stuff that they did with the schedule. Let's talk about the games that we think are going to be most interesting, most impactful to the NFL season to watch. Let's start with the best one game to watch. What do you have on your radar for that? The best week one game to, to, that we're going to watch? Yep. yep. Uh, let's see here. Let me get up my schedule. And there's so many to pick from, really. I mean, yeah, I know. There's so many. I, I mean, it's totally subjective, I, right? I mean, I don't everybody the, knows. <laughs> I don't have the uh, schedule in front of me right now, but I will soon. But I'm just going to be biased and say the commanders because I don't know if anybody's heard, but Dan Snyder is out of there. We should have new yeah. ownership for the time week one comes. I was mention that. So, I was going to mention that. <laughs> I mean, so week one, it's a home game against the Arizona Cardinals, a, a team, a, an opponent that we're not too familiar with. We don't play too many times. So it's going to be nice to have a, a different face in the stands, but it's going to be a movie up there. The, the stands going to be packed, new ownership, week one, um, our new draft picks. I'm just excited for that, honestly. So that's my biggest thing I'm looking forward to, just because of new ownership and how how – the environment's going to be different week one than it has been in the past 30 years. So that's I, I actually love that because, quite frankly, this is an opportunity for both franchises to get a jump on the season, right? Yeah. I mean, both franchises have had some issues in the last years, and this is something that I think is going to – regarding this could set the tenure for the season if you actually have a convincing week one. So I, I get that. And, of course, we will probably – we'll see Powell probably 
as the yeah. time starter. First, time, you know, I mean, they, so that would be a, it's a big question mark here. I mean, obviously, we see flashes. Everybody expects that he'll be solid, and and the Commanders did not go out and get one of those guys. I I thought that they were going to get Hendon Hooker at some point as he kept sliding. I really did. Um, I thought they might even grab Travis if he made it far in the second round. Uh, because yeah. why not, right? I mean, like, you, you know, exactly. I, it's not that I don't have confidence that Sam Howell can be the guy, but why Why not that kind of value from a quarterback? So, so it must be all in. <laughs> my, For sure. my guess right here. Yeah. For sure. So we'll see what happens there. But um, that would be really interesting. My, my top game of week, one, it's got to be the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. And that's because we got Bryce Young, you know, number one selected quarterback in the draft against mm-hmm. B. John Robinson, you know, I, I, who probably should have been the number one running back. So I, I love this game because obviously the NFC South has been a bit of a mess recently. Uh, mm-hmm. They've not been very good. Uh, last year was particularly bad for the NFC South. And this year, they've been so many changes across the NFC South. Obviously, no Tom Brady over there, Buccaneerland. Obviously, we have rebuilds in, in Carolina with Bryce Young. We have rebuilds in the, the Falcons, who uh, will have Desmond Ritter and will have Bijan Robinson there now. And, of course, you're looking at uh, what we have Derek Carr over in, in New Orleans or the New Orleans Saints. There's so much going on. It's really hard for me to predict what's going to happen there. And the value of these draft picks in number in, at the number one in that first round are really be highlighted in this game, right? Was Bryce Young the guy? Was right. Robinson a stretch for the Fox? Did they actually need to take a running back there? Should they have taken somebody else? Like, you know, protection mm-hmm. on the offensive line. You know, right. Panthers, I mean, they, they mortgaged the future to get <laughs> Bryce Young. I obviously knew that Bryce Young was their man right from the time they made that trade of the Chicago Bears. So this is going to be really telling to me uh, how the NFC South is going to fall, what the future of both of these franchises are, who are really kind of teetering on the edge right now. So I love this Panthers-Falcons matchup in week one. What do you think about that? It's going to be – I'm excited to see that too. I want to see if Desmond Ritter is the guy. I want to see if Kyle Pitts, t- Pitts has the next step, and we'll see how Dejon Robertson fits in over in Atlanta. Then, of course, Bryce Young. You want to see if he is too small for NFL? Or if he's just, you know, looks can be deceiving and he gets it done with uh, Frank Reich as his head coach. So that's a, it's, this week one is going to be, I think, full of surprises. Maybe some teams that aren't supposed to win might win and vice yeah. versa. Um, right. But, you know, because this is like a brand new league. I think it's actually the first full league that we won't have Tom Brady to start off with. Am I correct? That right. right. The Tom Brady's league. So, you know, this is going to be exciting. A lot of different faces, a lot of different places. So I am ready. Yeah, I am so ready for that, too. Let's move on to the best Thursday night football game. And, and listen, I'm going to put a pin in this. I'm going to just – I'm going to say I'm looking most forward – it's sort of Thursday night football. I'm looking most forward to a Bears game, but it's not Bears, it's Commanders, even though that's coming up in week five. We shall have to make a bet on that one. <laughs> uh, we got Bears and Commanders in week five. But what what Thursday night football game are you looking most forward to and think might be most impactful here? I mean, there are a lot to pick from here, a lot of contenders. Uh, that are playing each other right off the bat. Obviously, you know, right in right in week two, we got Vikings and Eagles, and, and both of those will set the tenure for both of those. Because high, high expectations for the Eagles. But the 
Next week, we got the Giants and 49ers, right? The expectations for both of those teams as well. And the very next week, we got the Lions and Packers. You know, the, the fact of the matter is that we don't know what we have in the Packers yet in the, the Lions. I can't think of a team that has higher expectations of how, what the jump they're going to make this year. So tons and tons of games on Thursday night football here. Is there one in particular that you are zoning in on as the one that's going to be most impactful or one that you're most interested in watching? I'm going to have to actually go with that Packers and Lions just because we lost to the Lions last year and they were exciting to watch. <laughs> and they had all these teams yeah. that they got this offseason and in the draft. Dan yeah. Campbell was cooking, like I said earlier. And then Jordan Love on a, on a primetime game. Yeah. Having, you know, Aaron Rodgers looking over his back saying, you messed up, I'm coming right back in the game. You know, like it's his right. team that we'll see if he's built for the lot of light. <clears throat> Excuse me, with all the receivers he's got over there and the weapons he's added. So I'm excited to see this. Two two young teams, two uh, hungry teams who want to get back to where they once were, at least the Packers, for instance. But the Lions want to get back to say, hey, we belong in the NFL too. So I'm looking forward to that game, honestly. Yeah, I am also. And obviously I'm looking forward to seeing what the Green Bay Packers have. I'm hoping that Jordan Love is bust because I'm a Bears fan. But being said, <laughs> I don't want – on the other hand, I don't want him to be bust because I don't want Aaron Rodgers to be right. You know, that's – you know, for, I think in my level of hatred, it's Aaron Rodgers first and then the Green Bay Packers. So it'll be interesting to see. And the will face off against the Packers in week one. So don't get me wrong. I'm going to be tuning into that one and watching it very carefully. But, yeah, Lions Packers will be a ton of fun. They are both teams that theoretically are on the rise, yeah. but question marks, yeah. you know. Exactly. Um, now, the Thursday night football game that I'm most looking forward to, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm going to be watching that Bears game for sure in week yeah. five. But the game I'm really looking forward to, Week 10, Panthers at Bears. Because clearly, as we talked about earlier, the Panthers mortgaged the future, mortgaged the entire house away in order to get Bryce Young. And the Bears benefited from that from getting the nine pick. They got two first, two second, and they, and they got DJ Moore. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they, they made it off, I think, with a ridiculous bounty of riches. And it will be interesting to see what happens. A lot of pundits said they should have on to that first pick and took in Bryce for themselves, that they did not trust that Justin Fields would be the guy wow. into the future. But the Bears doubled down on Fields, and they gave him weapons. No, they got D.J. Moore there now. And, yep. of course, they, they had Chase Claypool, who will be, uh, will be a 100% by that time. And Darnie has always been good as well. There are a lot of – and Cole Komet, uh, a tight end, whose utilization will be one of, could be one of the best move tight ends in the NFL. So they, and they've got him Darnell right in the round as a, as a right tackle. So they got protection from him as well, but should they have kept that first round pick and took Bryce young? This will be it. Panthers at bears. I cannot wait for week 10 because no excuses at that point. Both of those teams will have rounded into form. So there are no excuses. It will be a true test of who won that trade in the preseason. What do you think? I, I, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said on that because I think they should have uh, dra- – like drafting Bryce Young to replace Justin Fields, that, that would just be – unless you're going to do a dual quarterback threat, like that would just be dumb. I mean, Justin <laughs> Fields, of course any quarterback is not going to look good if he doesn't have protection or anybody to throw it to. I mean, it's just right. what it is. So when they went and did their due diligence, got the offensive line help, receivers, Justin Fields pretty much most led the league in rushing last year because he couldn't throw the ball to anybody. So now imagine him with his arm that he displayed Ohio State. It's going to be great. I just hope our week five Thursday night matchup, Hakun, is way yeah. better than last year because last year <laughs> it was so exciting. The schedule makers were like, hey, let's run it back again this year. Have them play again first. 
Maybe it'll be more than 20 points combined this time. Who knows? But yeah. <laughs> hopefully it'll be more well, exciting than last year. <laughs> one can hope. One can hope. I think both our teams have made, have made strides towards being this year. So yeah. I'm, I got my fingers crossed. I got my fingers crossed. But, I, but I, I'm looking forward to the game for sure. Um, all right. Let's talk about Monday night football. Because obviously mm. Monday night football, always tons of fun and lots of primetime matches for Monday night football. All yeah. across the board. I mean, I, I got I got two of them already that are just like dead in my sights. I think are like going to be just hang up fantastic showdowns. But there's so many yep. good ones here that could develop as time goes on. Now the question mark is, of course, there are a couple in the back end here which may be crap, right? Like in week eight, we got the Raiders and the Lions. That by week yeah. eight, those little teams could be out of it. <laughs> we don't know. We just don't know. Uh, yeah. There are obviously some question marks along the way as well. But what about Monday night football here? Are there any Monday night football games here that are really standing out to you as what you really, really want to watch and be impactful for the season? I've got three, and two of them, oh, two of them involve two of the same teams. So, okay. honestly, week one, September 11th, yes. Buffalo Bills, New York Jets is going to be the AFC championship in week one. It's going to be nuts. Yep. I, love I don't it. have to explain why. Uh, I'm going to go down to week nine, the Chargers and the Jets, just because the Chargers are a juggernaut during the regular season. And the Jets, obviously, there's that. Another, you know, I don't explain that. That's right. So and, and, and will Justin Herbert take that turn? Because we we, yeah, we've been waiting really. for him to bust out for a exactly. while now. And he has, he's just right in the cusp. You know, the Chargers always find a way to lose games. So I absolutely love that one, Chargers. And then I'm going to have to go to week 13, the Broncos and the Bills. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, can he revive Russell Wilson to back in the old days, or is Russell Wilson really that bad? Has Sean Payton lost his coaching skills, or has he still got it, you know? So, yeah, and then, yeah. of course, the Buffalo Bills, they're a regular season juggernaut. So, you know, Broncos, yeah. Bills, that should be good. Yeah, those Broncos may be absolutely – they may be relegated to college football or, or the USFL or something. Like that. We don't right. know because I, I have my doubts on uh, – whether uh, wh- whether the the new scheme that Peyton's going to put will have anything to, will be a good fit for Russell Wilson. I, I don't. I they they don't seem to in terms of offensive scheme. So very interesting to me how that's going to turn out. And and the last mm-hmm. one on your list was. Oh, I just had those three. The Chargers. Oh, the last one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So so I, I can't. If anybody couldn't can tell. Uh, you said three. You gave us yeah. three, and I'm like, oh, is there a third one? Uh, so yeah, sorry <laughs> about that, guys. I am not able to count. So, yeah, number I am doubling down on week one Bills, Jets, and, and like you said, you don't, have to, you don't have to say why. The AFC East, this is going to be a ridiculous showdown, and they're just overpowered right now. Um, mm-hmm. Rodgers versus Allen, I mean, I just can't wait to see that. Week 11 actually caught my eye, and that is the Eagles Ooh. versus the Chiefs. Super Bowl. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I mean, can you think of, I mean, uh, all the games that – Eagles must be looking forward to that's gonna be right there at the top of the list, right? I mean, like it's yeah. a, a rematch. It's something that we want to see. It's it'll be eight months past that, uh, and it's gonna be Eagles visiting Arrowhead Monday Night Football, and it's gonna be late in the season, at least late enough that things are starting to shape up for the postseason. Uh, I can't imagine something better here when you have. The 2022 MVP Patrick Mahomes and the 2022 MVP runner Jalen Hurts dueling it out in Arrowhead. So I love the Week 11 matchup between those guys. Let's go on to Sunday Night Football now. Again, 
tons of games to choose from here. But what, what do you think about Sunday night football? Is there a Sunday night football game that you are most interested in watching? Uh, again, it's interesting because so many teams that did not have any primetime games or very few primetime games are now peaking at four and five primetime games, which five, by the way, mm-hmm. is the maximum number of primetime games you can have. But football is one of them that's going to benefit this. What do you think about on Sunday night football that you are looking forward to? Uh, I'm liking the Buffalo Bills at the Bengals in week nine. Um, yep. Highly offensive-powered uh, teams and two also maybe equal defensively rated teams, Joe Burrow against uh, Josh Allen. That should be great. And, and don't then, forget the narrative, right? The narrative from last season and the fact yes, that they played. Yes, that's right. So, you know, and it, def- it definitely impacted standing in terms of the, when they got into the playoffs. They had to do that coin flip thing and all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot, huge narrative behind this as well, assuming both the Bills and the Bengals are, are competitive to uh, week. But I, I don't see how they can't be competitive in the week nine. And uh, I'm also liking the NFL kickoff, the first Thursday, the Lions and the Chiefs. I think this will give oh, us yeah. a telltale whether we want to keep watching Detroit with our own prime time or not. You know, yeah. and the true press is uh, against the Super Bowl champions. Now, granted, right. the Chiefs are a different team, but they still have Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. And then, like I said earlier in the show, Dan Campbell's cooking over there in Detroit to try to make them a – uh, a feasible, recognizable opponent. So it should be a great NFL kickoff Thursday night. I think it's going to be oh, close. That yep. should be an interesting game. Who knows? Oh. Detroit might shock the world and catch Kansas City sleeping week one. And, you know. What a huge test that is. I mean, what a huge test for the Detroit Lions. All that expectation. And what do you get? You get Patrick Mahomes. holy cow you know like talk about throwing you right into the frying pan and oh my gosh so i yeah fireworks abound uh high expectations for the lions and they get to prove it on prime time against the chiefs the reigning super bowl champions all right the the uh, other team the other one and i'm all in all on board with by um the bill versus bengals i I think this is going to be fantastic but week 14 eagles and cowboys also, because by week 14, I think there'll be some clarity as to how playoffs are going to be situated. I think the Eagles will be in charge, but the Cowboys are going to be right there with them. We think both of these have taken, both teams have taken similar approaches. Don't know what you got. That might be good for the Eagles. It might not be good for the Cowboys. I mean, obviously, they got rid of Zeke Elliott, but, uh, and finally, <laughs> and they, they yeah. got collared here. But, but anyway, I mean, for the most part, they're keeping things relatively similar. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out when you get to 14. So Eagles, Cowboys, um, and a loaded NFC East. I think that'll be really fun to watch. Let's talk about the international games, because there are at least five international games that are played this year. Are any of these international games um, sticking out to you as one that you are particularly interested in watching or might be impacted? Um, can you tell me those five games? Yeah, I sure much? can. <laughs> so they're... <laughs> So right now they got um, we got we got three in UK. We got Falcons Jaguars in week four. We got Jaguars Bills in week five. We got Ravens Titans in week six. And we got uh, two games over in uh, Frankfurt Germany. We got Dolphins Chiefs in week nine, and we got Colts Patriots in week ten. So that's what we know so far in terms of national games. Man, I. 
Honestly, not really, but <laughs> but if I have to pick one right now, I'll say the Colts and the Patriots. Uh, Anthony Richardson, prime time overseas as a rookie. That'd be a fight in the watch against, yep. the, uh, against the Patriots, Mac Jones, yep. or Belichick. I mean, if I have to pick one, I'm just going to go with that because Anthony Richardson and the Colts, so. I think that's I think that's a good one, but I I think this is the the game that I'm interested in. I think probably the Jaguars Bills, and I'll tell you why because part of it is interesting. So the Jaguars are obviously incredibly popular in London, um, and they are playing yeah. two games in London back to back. This is the first time in NFL history they are actually going to play two games in London back to back. Week four against the Falcons, week five against the Bills. So you know this is interesting because the Falcons may not be pushover this year. They may be improved. Got like I said, Bijan Robinson is going to be turning. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there with the Atlanta Falcons playing against the Jaguars, who again are, are have tons of huge expectations in terms of looking at how Trevor Lawrence has improved over last year, how Travis Etienne has improved over last year, and what they can build on this coming year, and how how popular they are uh, in London in the UK. So that would be interesting, but I'm most interested against the Bills because, quite frankly, those are two contenders right now probably playing in a meaningful game overseas. And overseas games don't generally get two meaningful contenders playing each other. I don't know if that's a scheduling problem or what have you, but the Jaguars and Bills are going to be contenders going into week for sure, and the uh, and the UK UK market is going to be in for a treat there. That is going to be some serious firepower, and it will be an uphill battle for the Jaguars, but winning two in London – would be huge for them and for their uh, and for their fan base. Um, you know, you know, resetting themselves as the team of the UK. So uh, I am looking forward to that Jazz Bills in week five. All right, let's go on. They would have to They would have to stay there for like two weeks or like or like a week, wouldn't they? They wouldn't fly back and then fly back. Oh they yeah. Oh, oh no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> okay, good. I, I think you're right. I don't, I, I don't see how. I mean, I don't see how they wouldn't be able to manage that because, like, the time change itself would be like yeah, that's, just that's ridiculous, ridiculous, you know? Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want that at that want that at all. Um, so let's go on that's to the cool. holiday games, um, okay? Because I think some holiday games here that we want to out and and the Thanksgiving games are not surprising, uh, but should be good because we got the Packers, we got the Commanders at yep. the Cowboys. Yep. That should be fun, and we got the at the Seahawks, and then we obviously have a couple other games that are floating around in there because we have a Black Friday game as well, and we also have games on uh, the um, uh, on the <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm having some brain fart here right now, but tons of things are going on, and you know those things where I think a lot of people have been looking at putting more games on the holidays is it something that people think that uh that will be watched um and that black friday game will be the dolphins and the jets so that will be interesting and this was all you know part of their their schedule drop i don't know if you were following this trev but they were like leaking games (laughs) slowly over time and that was the uh the one that they were looking at uh leaking and of course on christmas Day we have the Raiders at the Chiefs, we have the Giants at the Eagles, we have the Ravens at the 49ers. So lots of good games on holidays. What are you thinking? Are any of those stand out to you? Well, of course, my Commanders at Cowboys on Thanksgiving. 
The last time we went to Dallas, we smoked them and had nice turkey legs afterwards. So <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, I'm looking forward to that. You said Ravens 49ers on Christmas? Yeah. That's that could be nice. good. So, Lamar Jackson coming against that Ravens defense. Uh, I mean, that yeah. 49ers defense, that's going to be exciting to watch. And then the Black and Friday. Flowers. Don't forget yeah, to Flowers. Exactly. Don't forget to Flowers there. OBJ yep. is back. So that's yes. pretty exciting to watch. Um, and then you said the Black Friday game is the Seahawks and the who? Uh, it's the Dolphins and the Jets. Oh, Dolphins and – you said Dolphins and who, Black Friday? Jets? Yes. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah, it depends if two is healthy. And if they're – you know, that should be a good AFC East matchup uh, division game. All depends, like I said, though, if two is healthy. If it's not, then that's going to be a blowout. By yeah. <laughs> so hopefully two is yeah. healthy and give us something on Black Friday. So. Yeah, I'm going to cheat a little bit and say that my favorite holiday game is going to be New Year's Eve, December Ooh. 31st, 17, Bengals Chiefs. <laughs> so I'm cheating a little bit. <laughs> I'm cheating. Sorry, guys. But I, yeah. but I think, obviously, that will be a fantastic showdown there between two AFC powerhouses, Bengals on their way up, the Chiefs already top. And late in the season, now I don't, I don't know though. By the time of week seventeen, it may be those those guys are resting their starters. Yeah, true. Like, <laughs> nothing. That may be a whole lot of nothing right there. Yeah. But if they're not resting their starters, I love that. I'm going to call the New Year's Eve game. I'm going to call that an actual holiday game as well. Oh, there you go. Bengals Chiefs. I love the Chiefs. Yeah, you're going to let it. You're going to you allow it. <laughs> yeah, allow it. It's fine. All right. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. All <laughs> right. So that brings us. To the end of our show, let's hit the air horn on. And don't forget to mention it. We are brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Garbage Time at Manscaped.com. And also from BetUS, receive a 125% sportsbook bonus upon initial deposit. Use the link on our site. Use the link on our podcast in order to get the special offer. Get 125% sportsbook bonus. Who doesn't like to have a bonus? That's over 100%. That's just above and beyond, and that's what we do for you. We are above and beyond. All right, Trev, get your social media so people can follow you. I'm on Twitter, at TrevHTTC. I am at Rep the District Podcast with Nathan and Stoner, right here at Football yes. Garbage, talking about Kuhn Wong, and I got it all started from George Carmi over there at Full Press Commander. So. Yeah, I love it. Definitely, as I always say, uh, catch Trev whenever you can. You can't get enough Trev. He's so hard to get a hold of. We couldn't even get you a podcast last month. And he's yeah. so he can't even watch Cocaine Bear. What is up? That? That's crazy. <laughs> you gotta, we got to rectify this. So everybody, go catch, check out Trev on both shows. Obviously, Rep the District. Uh, and, and we'll talk to you next time about Cocaine. That is a promise. <laughs> uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at FD Garbage Time on Facebook at the Football Garbage Page. As usual, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week.